welcome to Sam 91. This Sam has no title and therefore the author remains unknown. While some do think it is Moses because of its themes and phrases, while others think the author was David because of its language. Anyway, the fact is, since there is no name given to us, we really do not know. But this Sam is perhaps the most go-to Sam and according to Campbell Morgan, the greatest possession of the saints of God. Now it is indeed a Sam of confidence and sometimes referred to as the soldier Sam because of its emphasis on Yahweh's protection. Now, as you read through the Sam, take note of three voices speaking in succession in the Sam. For instance, from verses 1 to 8 is an individual's proclamation of trust in Yahweh. From verses 9 to 13 is an audience speaking to that individual. And from verses 14 to 16, the psalm concludes with Yahweh speaking about the faithful person he promises to protect. So there are three voices speaking in succession in the psalm. Let's look at each of them one by one. First is a proclamation of trust in God. The proclamation of trust in God. Verses 1 and 2 says, He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God, in Him I will trust. Now here is a person who has learned of God's secret place, a place to abide, and that is under the shadow of the Almighty. Now the phrase the shadow of the Almighty means nearness and proximity to God. It has the picture of a person walking so close to God that God's shadow falls on him and his wings protect him and his feathers cover him. And because you are so close to God in proximity, the psalmist says there is nothing to fear. He will deliver you. God will deliver you because you are close to him. And he will deliver you from the snare of the fowler. Now the fowler here is the one who works in secret, who lays trap for you, who entices you to his devious trick. And then he says, God will indeed deliver you from the perilous pestilence. Now pestilence here refers to plagues and diseases. Now I know many who claim this promise is absolute and yet died of COVID-19. Well, this is not an absolute promise that every believer would be delivered from every snare and pestilence. No, because many have died and have gone to be with the Lord even in the season that we have gone through. Instead, the idea is that the psalmist could point to many times in the past when God did just that for his trusting people. He protected them and he delivered them. In fact, many ancient Jewish travelers faced what is mentioned in the psalm as uh, arrows and plagues and stones and lions and snakes on their path in their journey. And the psalmist from his experience could say, God has protected his people from these dangers. But does this verse mean that those who trust in God will never die from infectious diseases or suffer from an enemy's plot? Of course not. Now, one of the things I often remind myself is not to develop my theology behind the back of Jesus. Not to develop my theology behind the back of Jesus. So my checkpoint on any matter must be Jesus and his words. But yet at the same time, I rejoice that in Jesus my Lord, I am delivered from sin. That my Lord will deliver me from the snares of Satan, from his tricks and his traps and his enticements. The Lord will protect my journey and help me make it safe to his presence. And my Lord will do his best. My Lord will do his best. Notice, I did not say he will do my best, but the Lord will do his best for me even while I am a sojourner here. 
Second, in verses 9 to 13, is the assurance of God's protection repeated twice. Here is the audience now talking back to the individual. It says, because you have made the Lord who is my refuge, even the Most High your dwelling, no evil shall befall you, nor shall any plague come near your dwelling, for he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. Now the key word here is because. Because you have made the Lord, who is my refuge, your dwelling place, no evil shall befall you. Charles Spurgeon once testified that in the year 1854, when he had scarcely been in London 12 months, the neighborhood in which he labored was visited by Asiatic cholera and his congregation suffered much from it. Family after family summoned him to the bedside of the smitten and almost every day he was called to visit the grave. He gave himself with youthful ardor to the visitation of the sick and was sent from all the corners of the district by persons of all ranks and religions. He became weary in body and sick at heart. His friends seemed to fall one by one and he felt or fancied that he was sickening like those around him. A little bit more work and weeping would have laid him low among the rest. He felt that his burden was heavier than he could bear and he was ready to sink under it. One day he was returning mournfully home from a funeral when his curiosity led him to read a paper which was wafered up in a shoemaker's window in the Dover Road. For it bore in good bold handwriting this words, Because thou hast made the Lord which is my refuge, even the Most High thy habitation, there shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. And Charles Spurgeon writes that the effect of this verse took immediate effect on his heart and he felt secure, refreshed, grit with immortality. And eventually he went on with his visitation of the dying in a calm and peaceful spirit. He felt no fear of evil and he suffered no harm. Because you have made the Lord, who is my refuge, your dwelling place, no evil shall befall you. God protected Spurgeon to fulfill his own purposes in his generation. Verse 11 says, For he shall give his angels charge over you. He will give his angels charge over us. Now we don't know the details on how the angels protect us, but we know this, that the angels of God have a special charge to accompany and defend and preserve us against the power and the influence of the evil spirit. Also note, this is the exact verse that Satan misquoted to Jesus in his temptation in the wilderness in Matthew chapter 4, asking him to throw himself off the cliff. He said, your angels will guard you, not letting you strike your foot against a stone. What was Satan doing? He was artificially creating a crisis for Jesus. He was forcing Jesus to apply a verse where it did not apply. Satan conveniently forgot that this verse actually says, God shall give his angels charge over us to keep us in all our ways as we obediently follow him. Also remember, our Lord's trust in his father when he was tempted resulted in Satan's defeat also resulted in Satan's defeat at the cross of Calvary as the Lord Jesus Christ willfully submitted himself to the plan of God to lay his life for each one of us. And likewise may I say, our trust in God, our Father, will result in Satan's defeat in our day-to-day -day warfare. 
Third is Yahweh's protection upon his faithful. Yes, Yahweh's protection upon his faithful. Verses 14 to 16 reads, Because he has set his love upon me, therefore I will deliver him. I will set him on high because he has known my name. He shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him with long life. I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. Now here in this verses, God speaks promise and blessing over his people. He speaks specifically over those who have set their love upon him. Now to set one's love upon God means those who spend time with God, those who would listen to him, those who would do his will, and those who will cherish and relish in his commands, and those who will speak to others about him. And when we do this, God promises his choices, blessings upon each one of us. And my prayer is that the blessings of Psalm 99 be upon each one of you and upon your household as well. However, do not use this psalm as a magical wand. Do not become wary when you see trouble and difficulty mount up on you. Remember, when God is not saying anything or doing anything, He is still working on behalf of us to bring about His good purposes. Also remember, in Christ, we are already blessed. We are royal priesthood, a chosen generation and a holy nation. Shall we pray? Lord, help me to dwell in the secret place, to abide by your shadows, to walk in proximity to your presence each day. Thank you for giving your angels charge over me to protect me from the evil schemes of the enemy. And help me, O God, to set my love upon you. And I know that in Christ I am more than a conqueror. Nothing can separate me from the love of God. And this I ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.